Hello, and welcome to the Amy Edwards Show. I'm your host, Amy Edwards, and we are here to make our lives the best that they absolutely can be. Do you know there's more in you? Me too. And that's what we're doing. We're going to access our best self through better mindsets, new practices, and efficient habits to just keep getting better and better and better and better every single day that is presented to us at any age. Does not matter how old you are. We're here to go for it in this life because, I mean, maybe we have more lives. I don't know. But I do know that we're living this one. And so let's make the most of it. So we have an epic guest today, Sean Roop, and we are talking Tantra. I tried to say it right. He says it right. It's Tantra. And it is a nebulous concept, but I am so excited to dive further into it because chances are you've heard about Tantra as well and have a little bit, if you're like me anyway, I'm not going to make assumptions, but if you're like me, you have a little bit of difficulty nailing down exactly what it is and what you're supposed to do to practice it and to get more in touch. So Sean is a Tantra, Tantra, screw it. I'll just say Tantra. He's a Tantra master and I had so much fun talking to him. He blew my mind in so many different ways. So this is an epic conversation, and I'm so excited to share it with you. Do all the things if you can. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Share it with a friend and know that it helps this show grow and keep bringing in really cool guests. And so I'm just so excited to be sitting here and doing this. You know, I just come from the space of total gratitude and excited to use my voice and help you lift yours up because your voice matters so much, your story, all of it, and all of us do, right? And so let's just keep growing and glowing. And that is what we're going to do today with Sean Roop. So as I said, Sean is a Tantra master. He's based in San Diego, And he has been practicing for more than 20 years. And we talk a little bit about his journey and a little bit about what our own journey, a lot about what our own journey in Tantra can look like. So I'm very excited. If you would like to know more about him, follow him at tantraquest.com or on Instagram at tantraquest, T-A-N-T-R-A-Q-U-E-S-T. And there is more information in the show notes along with links. So I'm so excited to bring this to you today. Thank you so much for being here. Sign up for the newsletter too if you haven't. It is at amyedwards.com and I am in the throes of making a new meditation centered on up-leveling our voice. So, and it's free. So sign up for the newsletter and I'll make sure that you get it. So I'm so stoked that you're here. Thank you so much. Let's get to today's episode with Sean Roop. Welcome to the show. This is the Amy Edwards show. I'm your host, Amy Edwards. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Master Tantric Counselor, Sean Roop. Sean, thank you for joining from San Diego. Are you in San Diego? I am. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk to you today because you came highly recommended Mm. by Kimmy Inch to me. And Kimmy is a friend of the show. She's been on several times and I'm just such a fan of hers and all the things that she teaches. So I guess you have been doing this for 20 plus years and I'm so excited to learn more from you today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be able to share. Oh, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm so stoked <laughs> because, you know, Tantra has felt a little elusive to sure. me and I think it does to a lot of people. So anytime I have the opportunity to talk with a master, 
I am so excited to learn more about ways that I can bring this to my own life for my own betterment, for the betterment Mm. of the world. What Mm -hmm. called you to this in the first place? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sitting in a dentist office, reading Vanity Fair uh, in a article on uh, Tantra that uh, included Sting and his wife, Trudy. Of course. They're like the poster children, I think. (laughs) It was because of this article that uh, came out and it was a... Uh, I found out later it was supposed to be off the record. Oh, wow. So him becoming the ambassador wasn't him and her weren't meaning to do that. Really? Uh, Really. And so what had happened is that the, the author had, had witnessed sting had this really long, great concert that just didn't stop. It just like just rolled and rolled hard the whole time. And he walked off stage and he was fresh as a daisy. And this this author or this, this writer was just blown away at his stamina and said, you know, what is this? He's like, well, I have a, I have a, I have a yoga practice and that kind of thing. And he goes, Oh really? Well, what, what kind of yoga do you practice? And he goes, well, it's, it's a different kind of yoga. It's called Tantra. And so uh, then all of a sudden the questions kept going and he really thought he was just speaking to um, a very conversational opportunity, not knowing he was on the record. So the stuff that got out was somewhat sensationalized, which wasn't his intent. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I didn't know any of that. I just yeah, saw eight was, hours um, of sex. I yeah. mean, my memory of it is like they have sex for hours, right. and right, yeah. And yeah. I wanted that, so I'm like, where do I, <laughs> where do I get that? <laughs> and um, I was in a relationship where the kind of sex we were having with my partner at that time, her and I. It was me going down on her, her having an orgasm, me being inside of her. And if I was lucky three to five minutes later, having a, an orgasm myself. And that happened about every six to eight weeks, something like wow. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of masturbation in between all that kind of stuff. And I really wanted to be more proactive. So after changing my deodorant and my clothes and getting a new haircut and seeing that that didn't work, uh, I decided to go ahead after reading this article to jump on America online. Yes. I'm dating myself. And okay. I'm child of, <laughs> the 80s and 90s too. <laughs> and found I found that there was a lot of offerings in Southern California where I was living. But it didn't quite look like what he was talking about. It actually looked a lot more like prostitution or erotic massage. Wow. And I was much more interested in kind of learning something a little bit deeper that sounded a little bit deeper, but I was interested in learning the sex stuff, but I wasn't really interested in having like a sex session. I was really interested in someone teaching. Luckily, I just found someone that had this, what seemed to be the most legit ad, <laughs> the, the most legit name. <laughs> what was the name? Do you know? Uh, Uma Pravati, uh, which is... Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> I think that sounds legit. <laughs> and so I took I took a session with that person and um, I was so blessed to have been guided. I was terrified when I walked through the door and... What I got was very different when when I signed up for it, which was to give. I, I, I signed up to learn how to give to a woman better. So this was particularly uh, the 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 focus of this was goddess worship. Cool. I, you know what? I wondered if this was really rooted in the feminine, but it is. you talk a lot about it is. Okay. Is. That was one of the questions I wrote down. So that's it is. Interesting. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so she 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 had given me some homework to do before I went to the session, this practitioner. And when I got there, I, I had 
basically done the homework. And she goes, okay, so did you do the homework? I said, yes. And she goes, no one ever does the homework. <laughs> I'm like, I'm for real. I really want to learn this stuff. Just so you she, she says, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, just give me a massage and don't touch my, my breasts and don't touch my ass and don't go inside my body. I just want you to massage my back and use some of those techniques I was talking about, which was about breath and energy and intent. And after about 10 minutes, she rolls over and she goes, why are you here? And I said, to learn Tantra. And she goes, no, no, no. Why are you here to, to learn goddess worship? She goes, come on. Why are you here? I go, I don't know. Why am I here? And she said, how are you at receiving? I go, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want anything to do with receiving. She goes, ah, I think we found out why you're here. First two things I learned that really zapped me while I was in that session, which started my path in all of this. Number one. Am I having a relationship with myself? At that point, I had no idea what that meant. I was very codependent. And all my sex was wrapped around codependency as well. Number two, I really like to give. And she's at me with saying this. When you give, you're in control. When you receive, you're in surrender. Ugh. Those two things right there really launched me in something, which was a, an introspective and personal growth experience. And so what was originally supposed to be just about learning some really great sex tips turned into having a relationship with myself. And that was pretty beautiful. Well, you described in the questions that I sent you, you described yeah. your relationship with self as torrid, yeah. which I found a, a very interesting word to describe that. I mean, right. me too. I, I can identify with that for sure. You know, right, it's been right. a major work in progress of all my relationships getting to that, you know, it's that paradox that everything else stems from that. And so what, what has that presented like for you? And do you still struggle with that? Or do you, do you absolutely. feel like that's something that you've gotten? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I believe that for me, my, my relationship with self is so important that I know that if I'm not in relationship with myself, anything else I offer is polluted. Yeah. I am so that's clear on that one. That's such a good way to look at it because yep. it, how do you see it as polluted? Like, how would you um, yeah. express that if someone wanted to know more? Sure. So for myself, uh, what that would look like is if I'm not, if I'm not focusing on self-care, exercise, yeah. food, um, just downtime, if I'm grinding and grinding and grinding away and I'm not taking care of myself, I'm going to be more short fused within my relationships. I'll have less ability to empathize. I'll, I'll have less ability to co-create with people. I'll be needy. Yeah. And you're, you're stepping out of honesty with yourself too, I would think. In Absolutely. And then you can't, that ultimately pollutes everything. A lot of people talk about honesty and they're really looking for honesty on the outside mm -hmm. of the world. They're looking for it to, from the external. And what I've come to learn is that if I'm not looking at the guy in the mirror and being honest with them, everything else is just an illusion. You can be super honest with me. I could completely trust you. But if I'm not trusting myself, it doesn't matter. There's still some part of me inside that's still got the cartoon question mark that's going, hmm, hmm, mm -hmm. can I really trust her? Can I really be with her? Can I? Because I'm not, if I can't really be with me, if I can't really trust me, I will just project that stuff into the world. That's what I've come to learn. So the inner environment, everything else is a projection. It's just projecting what I'm experiencing on the inside. It's just louder and brighter and more in my face. 
Is that what Tantra is? How does this relate back to Tantra? So Tantra, Tantra goes to this place. So I held a particular lineage of Tantra called Mahamudra Tantra. It's not the first Tantra. It's not the last Tantra. It's just the one that really aligns with me. And so with that, in that scripture of that particular lineage, which is from about the 15th century, it says, there's this truth that resides in all of us. It's called the innate truth. And that truth can't be given nor taken by anyone or anything. No matter how much I want to connect with you, I cannot give you my truth. I cannot receive your truth. Your truth is yours. My truth is mine. And if I'm really living from that place and you're living in that place, something amazing is going to happen between those two people in that state, friendship, creation, magic. So the projections or the mirrors that we're experiencing are really good gauges to check in. Am I on my path? Am I, am I on target in my ways? If I have to set up boundaries in my world, for whatever reason, I'm off path. I promise you that right now. Because when you're on path, there's no boundaries that are needed. Whoa, that's, that's a big one. Because we're always talking about boundaries. I know, and it's so healthy, and I get why. But if you go, if you, if you really just cut to it, mm-hmm. when a human being is on their path and they're really following their truth, boundaries are far away and unneeded. Because they're aligned with every step that they're taking on that journey. But isn't that kind of boundaries in itself? <laughs> I mean, it's not even I'm sorry, I'm adjusting it's, to a thought no, without boundaries. It's, it's, it's totally okay. It, it just means that the people that I'd be surrounding myself with, the, 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 the opportunities I would be saying yes to, the environments I'd be hanging with would be so totally in alignment with who I am as a person. That the other stuff just naturally falls away. It just it just lines up. It's like mm-hmm. green lights. You know what I'm talking about when you get on Congress and it's like boo 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 boo, and you're like yay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's what it's like. That feeling in life, and you felt it. You've been there, sure. Mm-hmm. And and so tantra is very interested in supporting an individual in in remembering that state. It doesn't tell you how to get there. It just reminds you that there is this thing and everyone's different. Tantra will never tell you what to do. It's not interested in, in, the, in, the, in the doing and in, in the sense of you have to and you should and the, the roadmaps. Instead, what it does is it reminds you to come back to self, be honest with, it, with yourself and truly show up for the things around you in that state. That's where great sex comes in. That's where pleasure shows up. That's where this, 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 this ease of life and love and, and joy start to become more prevalent. Yeah. You know what I you, right before you said that last sentence, yeah. uh, my next question was, is sex a, more of a tool then to get yes. to that place, to get to that remembering? Is that what really anything is? You want to say meditation Absolutely. or yoga practice or whatever it is? My guru said something once to me. Uh, her name was Chandra. And Chandra said, um, you keep asking me, in her very thick Indian accent, you keep asking me for meditation tricks and, t- and techniques. She, Why are you meditating? And I, I looked at her and I was just 
just dumbfounded. Like, what do you mean? Why am I meditating? I'm, I'm on the path. I'm, I'm doing my spiritual thing. <laughs> Are we supposed mm-hmm. to be meditating? <laughs> Isn't that part of it? Right. Yeah. He said, you only need to meditate when you're, when you're unclear or in, not in your center. That's when you meditate. And you, and you keep meditating until you find your center again. And then once you find your center, you stop all practices and enjoy the crap out of it because you got there. And the moment you fall out of it, you go back to meditation. I like that. Meditation is a course correction. It's not a practice to be done through life. That's what she was sharing with me. And then I went on to find over and over and over again, advanced yogic concepts and Buddhist techniques say the same thing. Not the the surface stuff, the advanced stuff says the same thing. Meditation is designed to keep you in your center. When you fall out of center, it's about having enough awareness to go back to the things that will hold you back to center. That's all Tantra is doing. That's all it's reminding people to do. Go back to home. Go be in your center. And when it comes to sex, same thing. This sounds a lot easier than a lot of other things. I like this. You know, that's why I love Tantra too. (laughs) By the way, it's because it's a feminine system. Oh, really? Is that speaking to my feminine? It's uh, No, it's it's because look, the masculine systems are driving with blood, sweat, and tears. They're, yeah. they're, they're there to achieve and to make things happen. You understand? Mm-hmm. Forcing and yes. doing and all that. I, I, right. Mm-hmm. So the matriarchal teachings, the feminine teachings, grace, ease, and elegance are its mantra. Mm-hmm. How to connect, how to go deep, how to find network community to make things happen, not trying to do it all alone and trying to be the one that wins. But how does everyone win? Tantra. That's what its gig is. <laughs> so it's interesting because over time, it has been grabbed by other lineages and turned into a masculine system. Mm-hmm. So there's about 1,200 lineages of Tantra. Damn. Yeah. And there's no singular nature to it all. <laughs> and the reason was is because it, it went underground. Tantra went underground and became an esoteric teaching pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, it just got held into particular lineages and have only given to certain people and so on and so forth. So all of a sudden, uh, if we go and we start to look for what is Tantra, the, that practitioner or that person starting the, the journey is going to get very confused. Yeah. Because it could look like yoga and chanting and sitting on the mountain and doing what's called brahmacharya or celibacy, or it could be hedonistic sexualized, enjoying the crap out of this thing called life. Or it could be something in the middle, which is hybrided, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and it gets twinkled together. And then we have a a more modern approach towards Tantra, which is a little bit of the white stuff and a little bit of the red stuff. These are the paths. White Tantra is more of that ascetic path. What a lot of people might think more of like a a Buddhist monk type thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the red path is what a lot of people associate with like the Kama Sutra and magic and esoterics and this kind of stuff. So those are kind of extreme. They're a little bit further away because red Tantra would say, this is heaven. There's nothing to go towards the white Tantra because I need to get the heck out of here. I need to snap all my karma. So when I die, I don't have to reincarnate. They're all Tantra, by the way, it's all Tantra. So does it matter about believing in reincarnation or anything like that? I mean, is that element of it that is integral 
if you were a white tantric, I suppose. Oh, really? I thought maybe there was just one fundamental thing about it that was remember to tell your you. truth. Yeah, that, that, that just remember your truth, whatever your truth is. If yeah. you don't believe in that, or if that's not your truth, many your truth. <laughs> and it just supports you with staying in your truth. That's it. It hmm. doesn't tell you the way. It never tells you the way. It only reminds you to stay true to you. That's an amazing teaching. That's such a that's such a breath of fresh air if you really think about the capital R religions. Yeah. I'm There's not a big, n- big fan Yeah, of it. nor am I. Because mm-hmm. of the, of the of the contraction that it brings, because of the the chiseling and the and the modifications that are necessary as a human being to live that way. What's your view of God then? You are so I'm in honor. Mhm. But you are Exactly. Because <laughs> if um, I can see it in you, then I can see it in me. So we all are gods. Mm-hmm. We are all goddesses. Mm-hmm. We're having this experience on this planet. Are you ready to up-level your pleasure practice? I have in mind, and one of the tools that I've used is from Wands. That's W-A-A-N-D-S. One of my favorite items that they have is the cervix wand. It is their number one best-selling glass pleasure wand for vaginal and anal de-armoring. That means more sensation. That means more getting in touch with your body. It's designed for cervical and G-spot stimulation, and it has helped thousands of women become more connected to themselves and their own pleasure while supporting them to heal pelvic pain through self-yoni massage. So if you are curious about getting more in touch with yourself, then I have an offer for you. You can get a discount using my code, Amy Edwards, but if you use the link in the show notes, you can get 20% off from Wands. They have so many other beautiful items to choose from with a large selection of 100% pure crystal pleasure wands. They create the most gorgeous, luxurious products that encourage you to honor your body, celebrate your sexuality, and live in pleasure, which is a big part of what we're about on this show. And yes, I use one myself. So go today to wands.com, that's W-A-A-N-D-S, and use the code Amy Edwards for 10% off, or use my link in the show notes for 20% off of your purchase from Wands. Again, my favorite is the cervix wand. It is trademarked and it is amazing. Take it from me. Check it all out and the reviews on wands.com. That's W-A-A-N-D-S.com. And use my link in the show notes for 20% off. There's two deities that are very, that are very um, loved in the, in the Hindu and Tantric uh, lore and mythologies, uh, Sita and Ram. So Ram is this king that everyone digs. He's like the good king. He's the loving, powerful, grateful, gracious king. And he has this love affair that's for the ages with this chick. And her name is, is Sita. And, uh, and Sita and Ram are just passionately in love with each other. And they dig this life. They're very, very stoked to be on this world together. And because of that, they shine and their attitudes are, are really for the ages they've maintained. But here's the interesting thing is that every time the gods would see Ram, they would bow. 
they would bow down. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're the God. I should be bowing. I should. No, no, no. They, they just giggle inside because here was the gig. Ram is another God called Vishnu. And he forgot that he reincarnated, that he was here. And he's an avatar for, for Vishnu. He is the God Vishnu. This is a teaching for all of us. The gods bow to us because we have forgotten our own divinity. We're doing this human thing. Isn't there a trick in there about getting out of ego if you're going to really embrace your godness? Talk to me about ego. You oh, talk to me about ego. Talk what does that mean to you? Um, ego means getting into my humanness and getting out of connection. Ah, oh, really? So I your think. human is out of connection or is it the ego approach that gets you out of your connection? It's the ego approach that gets me Great. out of my connection. Can, can you yeah. be human and still be in your connection? Oh, yes. I think, I think so. I think so, because this is what we're doing right now. This is the hand we're dealt. This is body and all that. I don't like the idea of discounting the human nature and the flesh. So I like still embracing that as part of this experience. But then I I guess by ego with the God part, I meant, I don't know, getting, you know, really self-important about it. Well, that's where the humor comes in, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess so. And if we really study the deities, they're, they're, it's just a big threes company rerun. I'm serious. They're full of they're a mix up. Full, it's just a disastrous mess of folly and, and humor. They're constantly making mistakes and learning from it. I don't think that Shiva walked the planet. I don't think that Ganesh walked the planet. I'm not one of those, those people. Because what I've come to really realize is that through as a tantrika is that they are amazing teachings. So we can remember the teaching and the wisdom because you put it in a good story. It sticks. Mm-hmm. Like I just told you a story about Ram. Yeah. And it, it resonated with me. Right. Totally. So, so the ego is only a problem if it runs unchecked. The ego is quite necessary as a human being. It rah-rahs us. It's the thing that animates us. It just has a lot of judgment and a lot of fear. And in, in doing so, it can actually make really wacky decisions. That's all. But when, That's one's, more, when one's more aligned and mm-hmm. one's more connected to all their energy centers, because ego is in your third chakra, which is your belly. I know, I know those, we- those weird words and jargons that people use. Well, for me, those are maps. The chakras are maps. They're maps across the being. So they're not these pretty little things that we see in new age stores. They, they actually carry really clear information about how to be a human being and how to connect to other human beings. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they, they, each one of these energy centers are a manager for aspects of life. So the third, which is your belly, it runs ego, will, and self-esteem. So ego and intellect are in the same area. Uh-oh. <laughs> and that's why intuitiveness has such a spiritual nature to it, because what it does is it expands everything, gets us out of that intellect, and moves us into the more, to the sense of the sensation of things, what we feel. Mm-hmm. Our sexuality, it goes beyond what we think because the cool part is when we're deeply in, in an orgasmic state and not having an orgasm, but we're leading towards the orgasm, a nuke could go off and it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Like, don't, in it. don't mess me up right now. Don't bother me. <laughs> I'm in it. My mindless. So now this takes us to what is tantric sex? It is the ultimate supreme meditation because it's one of the easiest ways for it to get out of the mind. And it's about extending that state so that we can have more experience of the no-mindedness. And in that state, we receive the drippings of the universe in the form of wisdom, mystery, things we can't even imagine. It's a, real, it's a real work in progress for me, you know, getting to that state and staying in it. My mind, I don't know if it's just conditioning from yeah. birth or what, but it's been a big challenge for me. And that's partly mm -hmm. what I'm doing on this show is really getting into Beautiful. this and ways that we can get out of our head and more present sexually, because it's such a big part of personal development. Can I share something about that? Please. So this is, please understand, I'm not mansplaining. Please understand that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is something that's been so important and useful for me. I'm going to go back to the chakras. So forgive the new ageiness of it all. But my hope I like is, chakras personally. Good. I mean, you know, hopefully we can, we, we, can, we can make this more practical and understandable so it's not so floofy. Okay. Okay, okay good. I like practical and, and understandable, you know, the majority of people see the chakras and the energy that rides on them mm -hmm. is it goes upward, it starts at the first chakra, which is trust, safety, and security. And it rises up until it hits the seventh, which is about spirituality. And that's when there's like enlightenment. I'm using air quotes. So it's about this movement of Kundalini energy or life force that rises upward into the body. That's mm -hmm. the masculine path. That's for those who identify masculine. Mm -hmm. The feminine starts at the seventh and falls. It goes downward. So those who identify feminine or in the, in, as, a, as a woman, they're starting seventh, which is about spirituality. So they, had, they need a spiritual connection. Then they need an intuitive connection. That's sixth. They need to have good communication. Fifth. They need to have a sense that there's love or some sort of wonderful um, a, a, a connection occurring. That's fourth. And then we go to the third, and that's all about the ability to reveal oneself, to be who they really are and feel safe being who they are. Then when they get to the second, which is sex, it all opens up and it makes sense. But for men, they start at the first trust, safety, security, and then they move to the second chakra. For men to have sex, all they have to do is feel safe. That's it. And if they heard that that person had killed someone, they go, ah, oh, it's okay. I could take it if I need it. They just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they don't have to have all that stuff. So what I'm noticing that a lot of women do is they'll have a connection to something or someone in their spiritual nature. And then they'll go into their intuitive nature and they go to potential. What's possible in this experience. Doesn't mean it's there. What's possible. They bypass all those other energy centers, go to their sex because they think they have a super pussy that's going to change the world. They have sex. And then it doesn't go up. It stays down. And then the grief begins. Trust, safety, security, these kind of things come up for people. Mm -hmm. To have really amazing sexual connection with, with a, an, an individual, it's about connecting all of the parts so they fire together. And if you don't have a partner who's interested in that, it's going to go weird. Which we've all had. Oh, I thought it was just me. <laughs> and um how 
do you work on that by yourself? I mean, is that a crucial part, working on it by yourself? It's about making sure that when you start to move your sexual energy, that you're, you're actually enticing these other, these other aspects of who you are so that they're connected. And that probably looks pretty different for you and me. That's correct. That's correct. My hope is that I'm moving so that it's the idea is that if you do your work, you'll access the heart a lot faster. If I'm doing my work, I'll access my heart a lot, fa- a lot faster. So then we, the, so then two people would start at the heart. Oh, I like that. Connect. Yes. And then mm-hmm. like an elevator, you move together throughout the system. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I've tried to do that. I've read some things about this and during sex, I've tried to, really tune into our energy. This, I mean, sex with a partner and, and I have a male partner. And so I've tried to tune into that energy and I had read, you know, for men, it accesses at the root or penis or whatever, and comes up and then out the heart and for women in the heart and out down do I have that backwards? Yeah, you down do. there. I have so that backwards, breasts, but it, you get it, what it, I'm saying. Yeah. Easy yes. to remember this. Your breasts extend outwards. Oh, I like that. That's, so that's yeah, how you know. that's putting your it out through our heart yes, and taking yes, it yes. in down there. And that's then right. men you got are it. taking it in down there. Yes. Or putting it out down there because that's sticking out. And then right. yeah. <laughs> and then putting it out through the heart. So I tried to, you know, imagine that circular right. energy. Hard to do when your Yoni's engaged, you're all wet, hormones are running. It is. Other person's hormones are running. That's mm-hmm. not the place to start that. So you where do you start that? Before sex. Before sex. Before arousal. So you tune into that. Oh, before arousal. Okay. okay. So this is the unsexy part about if you really, if a person really wants to have a, a more dynamic and fruitful tantric connection. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All sex acts should start from neutrality, not turn on. Okay. So if I'm turned on and my partner's not, then I'm seducing. Uh-oh. There's mm-hmm. no connection there. There's, there's a cell going on. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to start neutral and rise together equally. To move energy or to gather energy together equally at the same pace and at the same tone. Because maybe that sex act, that maybe desired and intent ends up like cuddling. Maybe it ends in a conversation. Maybe it ends up with really, really hot sex, mm-hmm. but it's about losing the agenda and the goals and really stepping into what is, what is, what is, what is. Yeah. That's Something been a real, a real work in progress and a practice for me of being really, really present with what is rather than getting goal oriented about it and really tapping into my body and how it feels. Right. Which, you know, sometimes I go, oh my gosh, I'm almost 50 and I'm just really learning this. And I think sometimes then we can be like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Oh, forget it, you know, and get frustrated with ourselves. And what do you tell people? I I mean, that's a big part of what I do this show too, is like, it's never too late. Be glad where you are and that we're learning, but, um, but occasionally, you know, we can get held up by our own minds in that. Do you ever? Of course, I'm a human being. <laughs> of course. I think, I think that's the, comforting, frankly. Right. I mean, yeah. 22 years of doing this, you'd think that I'd have somewhat of a, an easier go at it. And then some days the answer is I do. And other days I don't. I forget. I grind and functionally make things harder for me than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Because 
my mind is overactive and I'm in the monkey mind. But and is that's it part that, oh, of the beauty of that forgetting that we get to remember? Exactly. And not to judge myself when I get to that state, but yeah. to celebrate the fact that I'm aware of it happening. I love that. Me mm-hmm. too. Because mm-hmm. again, Tantra is not interested in you being perfect. It doesn't even say you need change. In fact, it just says, remember, no change is necessary. That's pretty mind-blowing. And that only, no expansion, only expansion is possible. I'm, t- I'm trying to understand that. Great. You ready for it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be able to experience life from a place that's not judging, should I be doing it better? Am I doing it wrong? What are the next steps? How do I, how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I? It just says what's in the way. It never, it's just not interested in the question how. It's interested in what's in the way. And so it's all about function. What's working, what's not working. If it feels good, yes. If it doesn't feel good, no. If it's a maybe, no. Stay true to feeling the path. Okay, that's number one. Number two. If I'm judging myself for how I'm living this life and I feel like I need change, is that really the best state to be in to make change from? Could I actually be really honest with myself or am I seeking outside of myself looking for models and examples and all the other stuff? Not me, others pulling myself away from my center further and further and further away. Mm-hmm. Chipping and, 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 and molding and creating is something that societies and structures and capital R religions have been doing for centuries. Chiseling people into what they want you to be, change. Tantra says, nope, everything's great. The universe would never make a non-perfect experience. I mean, that's, I think, the deepest level of trust that you can get to. You got it. You yeah. got it. Yeah, and that's yeah. where orgasm sitting, by the way, that's where the greatest state of orgasm sitting right there is in that is, is to include that level of trust in the experience. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Everything's going great. I'm just having an experience. And you want, you want to know something? This can expand on me right now to the places I can't even imagine to the things I don't even know. Can I be open to it? Can I, can I receive what, what is in front of me right now? Mm-hmm. How did and you receive? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, honestly, I was just going to say, honestly, some days, yes. Some days, nope. <laughs> Good. That's comforting too. <laughs> you know, because like, I, I mean, yeah, it's just um, my mind will, my mind will jump in and want to get in the way. Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> it will. So the mind then, is your third, is your third chakra. It's your belly. That's why that's, yeah, that's why you, you, you were speaking to ego the way you were. It's actually not ego. It's your mind. They're just, they're just brothers and sisters in there. That's all. Hmm. And it likes to run the show. That particular energy center loves to bully the rest of the other shockers around. (laughs) Well, when yours gets out of line and you have one of those days when the, when the torrid relationship with self comes back up. What are your practices to get back aligned? What do you do? 
See, the answer is boring. That's okay. Because Boring's good. Good. All right. It's not a doing. It's a remembering that when I get to that place of questioning, what do I do next? The real question, the most authentic and true question is what's in the way? What's in the way for me having a really loving, easy, flowing connection with myself in this world around me? What's in the way? Maybe it's, I'm all politically jacked up. Maybe it's family stuff. Maybe it's money stuff. Maybe it's career things. Maybe it's self-doubt. Maybe it's age. Maybe it's looks and vanity. All those things get in the way. Those are the things that are in the way? Those are the things that can get in the way and cause me as a person to actually forget where I am, how I am, what's flowing. So what does that answer really look like though? So say you're having a day when you're feeling... I don't know, frustrated with work or something, let's say. And... I woke up yesterday morning. Okay. And I have some family of origin stuff. So like brother, sister stuff that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. It, it, it started with the, the um, summer of social justice and in in, in the 2020 elections. And then it just turned to no more conversations and total distance. I think a like lot of so people many can people. identify with that. Yeah. Got it. Right. And uh, so during COVID, my mother passed. And so then the sister becomes the matriarch of the family and she's trying to hold it all together. And yet we were just having all these issues. So rather than being in debate or fight around things, I just decided to give space. I'm okay with that. I accept whatever position people want to have. It's okay. I'm more neutral. If you can't tell, I'm a very neutral person. I don't take one side or the other. I'm just neutral. Okay. And I was having people in my family who were on polar opposites of the extreme and very, very well-rooted in their positions. And I was basically being asked to take a side and I was choosing not to do that. No, I don't want to. Meh. <laughs> I just want to take a side. So the easiest thing for me to do in that moment was instead of trying to grind through it under what I call false intimacy, I just backed away. Chose to have experience with myself. But then I woke up on Sunday, saw something on social media. It felt like just a slap in the face and trigger. And all that stuff came back up really fast because I haven't dealt with it yet. It's unresolved. So I was moping around the house, feeling blue, kind of sad, recognized that I was feeling distance from my partner because I was internal with my thoughts and my emotions. How are you doing this morning? Fine. Not really sharing what was going on. Then I got awareness. This is what's happening. So calling it out, having awareness. That's the first step. Next Mm -hmm. step, acknowledging the issue. Not pretending, acknowledging my own position in the issue and my perception of the issue and remembering that may not be true. My story may not be true. It just is what I'm holding on to. And then the next part of that was from that awareness to reach out and to be authentic and share from a place I believe that, that, that my sister could hear. I just shared what was going on because she's confused and wondering why I'm not reaching back to her. I wasn't, she didn't know in her world, everything's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. For me, it wasn't fine. And I realized, oh man, that's my fault. I'm having the problem and I haven't shared it. But I don't have to make her wrong. I just want to share it. I need to connect because I'm not connected. 
I don't need validation. I didn't, I didn't need anything from her other than to go, oh, I need to take the next step, which is to at least let her know what's going on with me. Everything eased. The moment I did that, I just got a big dose of reality of all my stories don't need to be maintained so hard. I just need to step into what is, share that, and get contemporary with what's really going on. Truly, my sister had no clue what was happening. She was completely oblivious that I felt the way I felt and I was choosing to do what I was doing. And you see, you said, I'm choosing to stay out of this. I was choosing. Yeah. Obviously, I'm I'm connecting, but I I had told her my my process and what had happened. Yeah. And all she did is, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Ah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So what I felt, even if she hadn't got back to me, I felt better because I wasn't holding all that energy. I wasn't grabbing onto it and carrying it around. Okay. Now that's an example, a tiny example. Now, what if I was doing that around money or my relationship or my own sense of self or sexuality or, 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 or. Now, Mm -hmm. the truth is, There's hundreds of those things people could be carrying around and they wonder why they feel so outside of feeling comfortable in this life. There's all these untethered aspects of life that are just swinging in the air and they're just, they're dangerous. It's really what's going on. So no matter, yeah, go ahead. Is it about getting uh, honest with yourself? Even like, let's say it's something about money, not something that you're going to necessarily tell another person. Sure. You know, because there's no one else to tell, I suppose. Right. Would you tell yourself, God? Tell myself or, or even be, even be able to share with a confidant. Oh, okay. I really mm-hmm. trust, you know, gosh, you know, I've, I really noticed I've been holding myself back in a lot of ways because I'm fearing money and maybe I really need to make that, make that next step in my business, but I'm, I'm afraid that I'm, I'm, I'm going to blow it. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't have the financial security to feel like I can make a mistake right now. So, What's but I'm cool? making... What's in the way right there? What's in the way with trust. that situation? Trust. Because honestly, trust. I have nothing but life experiences to show me when I jump, if it works great. I've, you know what? I've, I say that so many times, the older I get, I'm like, you know what? It's going to work great. out because it always does. It does. That's right. <laughs> like, and isn't it, isn't it amazing how there's been one or two times where it didn't work out, but there's dozens and dozens of times where it completely works out beyond your own imagination mm-hmm. in ways you couldn't even imagine. And yet that's not what's remembered. It's those one or two times where someone called you out or when you really like felt crappy about it. And then all of a sudden these strategies are created to make sure that never happens again. Mm-hmm. Instead of relying upon all the experiences of all what has worked. That's why change isn't necessary. It's just coming home, remembering who we really are. And so many times the things getting in the way are just old stories. That's it's just an old right. story that's Ooh, not that. even really accurate, most likely. That's right. Now that's going to affect my sex. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it going to affect my connection. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect my ability to take, uh, to take opportunities when they strike. You know, when they come up, strike when it comes. So I, I'm not available for that. I'm still on my story. I'm, I'm, I'm wallowing in the crap. Yeah. See, you're getting it. You totally understand. You've been on the planet long enough to get this stuff. Well, plus, I mean, I've been working at this stuff, you know, this is, this is typical stuff that I work on. I'm still a little mind blown over the boundaries and the meditation though, because those are daily practices, but I perhaps, you know, need them to continue to get centered right now. And that's okay. That's right. See, it's not even a judgment on that. Right. It's to say though. Okay. So I chant a lot. I love to do. Oh, tell me more about this. 
Oh, sure. It's part of Tantra. So, okay. Yeah. So that's a big piece. So, uh, so Yantra, which is the sacred geometry, meditate mm-hmm. with those. Uh, mudra, which is the hand gestures. Use a, yep, use a lot of those. And um, mantra is a huge piece to this. The other day, I'm learning harmonium so I can chant with a musical instrument. And so I, I have been chanting many, many chants uh, for many years. And originally when I did them, they were magical and they totally lit me up and I was vibratory and all this kind of stuff. And I have just come to really enjoy doing it. But I I have to be really honest. It's been a while since I've had the jolt from doing mantra. Well, the other day I made my own arrangement of Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha. I did my own arrangement on the harmonium, played it played it for about 20 minutes. And when I was done, I was so buzzy floating as if I had just ejaculated 15 times. Wow. (laughs) I know (laughs) that's the point you see. Mm -hmm. So what had happened is I got, I had gotten into a well-rooted habit and I lost the juice. It's all about continuing to find the new experiences. Another tantric invitation. If you've already done it, what else is possible? What else can you do? It's okay. You don't have to drop that one. Can you add to it? Is there another approach to it? Is there something completely different you want to do? I love that invitation to constantly be willing and experience the more. Mm-hmm. Same with sex. Not often couples are doing very similar stuff. They have a range of about five to seven positions and tempo at which they keep. They go to their favorites. They maintain the favorites. They go to them and they hope they get a really great experience out of it. Sometimes they do. Many times they don't. Not bad. Just not the experience that they once had. There's 86 positions in the Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra is not Tantra, by the way, but there's eight, you know, the Kama Sutra. So there's 86 positions. Those positions are not designed to have an orgasm. It's not, it's not the design. It's designed to get into that position. And once both partners are now involved in the position, pause and find the energetic connection that's happening from that position. Cool. That's the point, not to have an orgasm. It's just to get an energy explosion inside your body. Why? So when you're done with the sex, you've become more full and move forward with life with all this wonderful access. Yeah. Better listening, more, more, less pain, uh, more intuition, more connection, vision, all these things. This is so cool. Yeah. There's a lot in there about rethinking the goal. I feel like because we're so goal oriented sexually and I know I've been the same way. And so I've had to just approach it from a whole new mindset. And, um, and I'm just, I'm noticing that I can stay in an orgasmic state longer and in that energy and really just enjoy that space. And sometimes my partner will still be in that mindset of goal orientedness and say, you know, like, did you come? Are you, you know, and I'm like, I feel like I have been, I don't know how else to express that except just like, it's great. You know, (laughs) like it's just, it feels really 
uh, energetically wonderful. We live in a world that's result oriented. Mm-hmm. If I don't get the results, I must not have done it well. Yeah, especially as Americans, I think too. You know, totally. like but it's going across the yeah. planet. I wish yeah, I wish is. I could say that it's not happening. You know, like we're the only ones got it. It's but it's true in the West. It is, but um, I've been around the world, and unfortunately, it's worse in some places and a little bit better in other places. But oh, for all on sense of purposes sexuality is weird for everyone right now it is okay it's well, so, it's, no one's got it so um my whole work is really about redefining sexuality that's actually the gist of what i do for a living yeah but, to, but it's really using that as this path to you know better actual, life a better life and i was going to ask you know you you talked about a life well lived yes and i wondered what that truly means to you i guess we have been talking about it yeah and a life well lived is when i'm not grinding a life well lived is when i'm not striving a life well lived is when i'm fully open and available to all the creativity and the majestic experiences that rain upon us every single day there are miracles happening constantly in this life every single day Am I available to it? Or am I thinking about my cryptocurrency? <laughs> Damn, Luna. <laughs> I hope not right now. <laughs> yeah. And so um, all of these pieces are just, it, it actually says those are sorrow seeds. Those are the things that keep us from being in the great experience of life. What'd you call it? Sorrow seeds? Sorrow seeds. Yeah. So these seeds, these things in life that plant and just create sorrow around us, this little flower bed of sorrow that mm -hmm. people sit in and they get melancholy and they stare at their sorrow seeds. <laughs> and so Tantra is an antidote to that. It's an opportunity to experience the tulips and the roses and the clouds and the birds and the ants that are around us and so on and so forth. Because there's a lot more than just the sorrow seeds. Yeah. So that's a life well lived to me is that it fires on all levels. It's not a perfect life. It's a full life. It's a dangerous life. It's a joyful life. It's comfortable. See, I'm contradicting myself all over the place because that is life. And if, is I'm not in, life. if I'm not in it, if I'm not, if I'm not re living from the fine print, I'm screwed. I'm an illusion. And I'm fighting with something that's impossible to hit. What a bummer. Well, I think too, part of what you're saying, if, yeah. if I may, is a life well-lived is one that embraces all the things. You got it. Yeah. Because yeah. we can't just say, oh, it's only you know, Joy, love, this side. Because you can't know that without the duality of the other. That's right. Obviously. Because we are in the third dimension, which has polarity. We can, we can do these great things, whatever it is, plant medicine, sex, meditations, yoga, all kinds of stuff that can get us into other dimensions. It's not human though. It's right. a human we still spirit. have to come back to this one. We yeah. still like got to put our pants on and go to the bathroom. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That's right. You get stuck in traffic. You got to read email, yeah. all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so how and can so we find it in those every moments? single act is to be lived well. That's the invitation of Tantra. That all those things are possible to full. Tantra means to weave or loom. It means to bring things together. Okay. 
that's what its definition is. That's what that's this classical definition. Tantra. Tantra means to weave or loom, to pull things together. If you break the word apart, tantra as two words, it means to extend within. So wait a minute, what is it? Am I pulling it all together or am I going in? And the answer is yes. <laughs> you do all of those. Oh things. goodness. It's just it's just all of it. You right. know, it's just all of it. <laughs> okay. So Maha Mudra. This is again the lineage that I hold. Mm-hmm. Maha means great. Mudra means gesture, the great gesture. See? And you did something with your fingers. I just did a mudra. Yeah. Did a mudra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to go a little bit deeper for you. So the esoteric meaning of mudra means orgasm. Oh. The great orgasm. That's what this teaching is. But the great orgasm isn't in your yoni. It's not in your pussy. It is life. It's an orgasmic experience. It's this thing called life. Every so can, can you basically walk around feeling like you're having an orgasm all the time? You're three breaths away from it right now. <laughs> okay. Not even kidding. Okay. The only thing holding you back do? is, yeah, so, nope, wrong question. What's in the way? What's in the way? Uh, what's in the way? My own mind Your because body. I'm recording right now. <laughs> okay. Right, right. So appropriateness. Politeness. Appropriateness. There you go. Yep. Someone granted you I'm trying to you let that, that go. I'm just yeah. Gonna... When you were a little kid, you didn't. And some of the most orgasmic human beings on this planet are little kids playing. Nothing to do with sex. Joy. Just joy, explosions of happiness in connection and creativity just coming off them. Give them a, give them a, a refrigerator box and let them go. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I can feel it in my heart actually. <laughs> right, because you remember. Because you remember. That's it. Take that into sex with you. Mm-hmm. Take that into your career. Take that into your friendships. Take that into your love ship. All of a sudden you start to find the orgasmic nature of all of these things. But if you really tune into your body, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll cut to the chase here, is that if you, if you bring some focus and awareness and just tune into your lower back, you might feel there's a tiny bit of tightness, maybe even more for some people. Mm-hmm. That's where it's being held right now, right there. That right there is politeness, appropriateness. That's what that is. It's a safety that's been placed on you because you were told when you're a little kid having a really great time, shh, big girls don't do that. Starts right there. Because we want the approval of the people around us. Now, all of a sudden, you want the approval of your audience because you're being recorded and you don't want to have an orgasm in front of everyone because it might be really embarrassing. I do, though. I do, though. <laughs> nice. Great. That's awesome. Like, so, fuck that. No, no, that's awesome. not what we're yeah. here for. It's we're okay, here to go for it. right? That's right. Go for it. Let it loose. Let it loose. Yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. tears are, are considered in Tantra an orgasmic experience. Mm. Yeah, that's a mind blow right there. Tears of joy, tears of pain, doesn't matter. It's an orgasmic response. It's redefining what an All orgasmic response is. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then plugging it back in to the bigger nature of what the life you want to live in your soul and in your happiness and purposefulness, all those things. And all of a sudden, our sexual drive becomes an animation to the wonderful things in life. So if I want- This is weirdly making sense to me. (laughs) It's because you're remembering. I'm not teaching you anything. I'm reminding you what you already know. You just haven't been reminded of this for a long time. And it's possible that the times that you did remember this, it didn't go so well. So it stays in the, in the recesses because you don't want to, you know, you want acceptance, you want love, you want ease, you want safety. Mm-hmm. I get it. I totally understand that stuff. 
but but what if in this time right now where you are and all this information coming to you starts to inspire you to remember that if you want to increase your your money then 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 send your sex to it if you want greater health send your sex to it if you want more openness and vision send your sex to it if you want to be more expressed and clear send your sex to it because mm-hmm. keeping sex and sex is a big bummer and waste. Why wouldn't we use all the cards that we have available to us? Why would we just keep it in that area and hope just to have a little bit of a pleasure? So what do you do for those? Great. So the, at, the, at, the, at the stage of arousal, I start bringing awareness to other things that I might like to send or, or inspire this energy to enhance. I do this. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell salespeople, if you're about to make a sell, it's a really important sell. Mm Self-pleasure. Self-pleasure before the sell. Put all all of this this bright shininess of sexuality in the form of life force into the sell. So that when you go make that presentation, that's what you're coming with. But um, are there some things around that self-pleasure that you feel like are crucial? For instance, not focusing on porn, but maybe just focusing on how your body Got feels. And that's that's been say, a big discipline for me. I say discipline because yeah. you really do have to pull your mind back sometimes. And yeah. so over the pandemic, I was alone. And okay. so I really delved into that with myself and just really forced myself to tune into how sure. my body was feeling. Sure. A lot of people use self-pleasuring for sleep, for pleasure, for escapism. Yeah. To uh, give themselves an opportunity to just have a different experience that feels nicer. Unfortunately, it, it's, it's, it doesn't last very long. So then there has to be more of it. So now there's a cycle that's going on. So I keep my eyes open when I self-pleasure. I release the concept that I'm going to orgasm. I move my sexual energy every day. I don't ejaculate every day. I ejaculate about every 17 to 22 days. Why? to cultivate the experience of the magic that I'm talking about right now. Wow. To keep it bright and shiny, but I'm multi-orgasmic. So I, I can have orgasms without ejaculating. Sounds next it, level. It's not as complicated as you might think because our mind says, how is that even possible? What do you even do? What I'm saying is we remember like we were when we were kids and we would just totally be free to feel pleasure from the most amazingly small things, a dandelion, a puppy, a good piece of candy, jumping into a pool. You know what I'm talking about? These simple things. I do. I guess for a man though, I'm imagining like, do you not feel frustrated? Do you not feel like, no, because I got to get this out. I'm cultivating. (laughs) No, no, no. No, That's because if, uh, because a lot of my brothers on the planet are not cultivating and moving their energy across their whole body. I have orgasms, my toes, my hair and my eyelashes and my throat. I can feel a hundred percent satisfied after hours of having penetrative and, and oral and digital sex without any pain on the back end. And the reason why is because I'm moving and breathing, using sound, I'm keeping my eyes open, I'm touching, I'm connecting, I'm talking, I'm, I'm moving the energy instead of trying to focus it all into my second chakra or my cock to, to ejaculate. I keep it spread out, I keep moving and I keep moving and all of a sudden these convulsions come about my body. Now I'm having hundreds of orgasms and getting all the hormone release with it, by the way. Nice. 
I'm just not ejaculating the second chakra. Why? It's a creative center. Also, I'll share this. I wish we, this is a whole nother topic. Maybe we'll come back and talk about this. Okay. One. When I was a kid, I was very dramatic. Totally, totally drama king. Totally, 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 totally. I cried. I laughed. I got angry. Everything was on off the cuff. I wore everything on my on my on my sleeves, and there was no there was no mystery about it. Then I found self pleasure and ejaculated, and all of a sudden I just felt groovy. Oh, that was nice. What was that all about? Let's do that again. So after doing that for a little while, my mother said, "Are you on the pot?" <laughs> she thought she realized I she she thought I was taking drugs. She she truly felt that I was using drugs because my whole world changed because I was no longer a drama king. I got neutral. What I didn't know what I was doing is I was ejaculating unresolved emotions. Fear, shame, anger, guilt, jealousy. I was ejaculating, physically ejaculating unresolved emotions. But it didn't really get them out. No, it didn't resolve them. It didn't resolve them. But, it, but it's a pressure valve. I found the pressure valve. So I didn't have to be attentive to them. I didn't have to be connected to them. And then I find the lovely lovelies of being with girls for me. And uh, I started to share my ejaculate with them, not knowing what I was doing. I was hot ejaculating into the throat, onto the chest, into the, into the yoni. Fear, shame, guilt, sadness, anger, jealousies without realizing it. I was sharing unresolved emotions internally with people I was enjoying and caring about. And we wonder why when the 40s and 50s come around for a lot of women, they're turned off from sex. Years and years and years of having the experience of taking on other human beings' unresolved emotions. It's hard to catch our own emotions if there's a, a fog of other people's emotions getting in the way. It's sad. It's absolutely sad. It starts to delay orgasm for women. It starts to delay trust for women. It starts to create passionless experiences of sexuality, dryness, um, pain, um, Lack of connections occurring, um, lack of joy or inspiration to be sexually active starts occurring. So to clean that stuff up starts with a, a woman being willing to clean, clean house, to release what's not theirs. And number two, for men to start realizing what they're doing and have a different experience around that. So I'm more attentive to my emotions. If I'm not ejaculating every day, like a lot of men who are listening right now are doing, by the way, it's not bad. It's just, a, it's an experience is to say, I don't have to release anything of joy in my life by choosing to not ejaculate. I can have all the pleasure and all the experience with, without releasing physical ejaculate. So that when I choose to physically ejaculate, my mind is on flowers and planets and magic and love and creativity and joy. And that's what I'm ejaculating in people consciously. My mind goes click to that and I'll actually speak it while it's happening. What do you tell women when they're in that situation or when they've, when they've gotten to a point maybe, and they feel shut down? What I share what I shared. I share what I share with them. A lot of people start shaking their head. 
tears sometimes come up. Mm-hmm. There's a truth that's to it. And then they're really, uh, they're really about making some new choices. And one of those is to release because women are very, are very nurturing in their bodies. And so what's happening is they're holding on to things. By the way, fibroids and cysts are nothing more than other people's emotions. That's all that is. It's like a bio prison that's been created so it doesn't get out and start affecting things. So, um, so it's about releasing what's no longer theirs. And here's the way. So someone like you, who's done a lot of self-growth, you've probably figured out a lot of your issues. You've worked out a lot of work on them. So if there's something that's still hanging on, you still feel like there's more work to do around it. Here's what I would say has happened. You've bagged it up. It's, it's, it's ready to be thrown out, but that permission hasn't been given to just go to the dustbin and throw it away. It's just sitting there. But a lot of human beings feel, okay, I got my trash bag. It's full of all my old stuff that I've been dealing with in self-growth. And then all of a sudden they go to the trash can, open up their trash bag and take one piece out at a time to make sure they want to throw it away. (laughs) It's so, it's such an impossible choice. Just throw it away. So people are so close to their experience and there's, there's somatic techniques and there's breath practices and there's sound techniques that can be done, that can be shared with another human being for them or that can be done with self. So one of the greatest things to do is while you're having sex, make sound. One of the greatest things you can do for men and women, everyone listening to this right now, enjoy your sexuality with sound. And if it's bothering other people, then use a damn pillow because making (laughs) sound is very, very important. Breathing is very important. And all the women on this, on this, on this, this podcast right now, if you just, if you just close your eyes for a moment and you can see that guy having that orgasm where he's holding his breath and you can see the red vein about to blow up in his forehead as all of that energy is just all being pushed from his, from his groin. That, that, yeah, that, yeah. that, that, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We watch porn and watch it. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. For sure. So what if a man had a smile on his face and he was loose And he was soft as he was having this great orgasm, this great ejaculation that was occurring, but his whole body was available to it. His whole body was in it. It was flowing through every pore of his body, not just his cock. This is a totally different experience. This is redefining sex that changes things, that changes the experience. But you just said it. It's redefining sex. Like it's all we're doing. It's like has to get out of what we're conditioned. So if people come to me and they want to know tantric sex, they want all the tips and all the tricks. If they're still holding on to Western concepts of sexuality, it's fucked. We can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, It doesn't overlay well. And now all of a sudden it becomes tantra on a Friday or Saturday. Not life. It's just, it's an experience. It's a bedroom trick. And this wisdom is so, it penetrates deep into the soul. If you let it, if, if one is willing to, and it won't, require you to do anything except for show up. It won't change you. It'll only enhance you. It'll only remind you that there's more here. It's cheap. It's so cheap. And you can tell I'm passionate about it because I walk around the planet and I see so much resistance around this because there's fear that they're going to change. But they want to change. That's the crazy part. What? That's that. I just got you. Most people want to get happy. Why? Why? Mm, because we're supposed to. <laughs> See, and it's not that far off from the answer, in my opinion, because it's what we've been trained to do. Be happy. Yeah. To be joyful. To be successful means to be happy and successful. <laughs> right. 
Crying is important. Being angry is important. Being All passionate. Non-happy stuff. Those are right. important as well as love and joy and wonder. There's a whole bunch of emotions and Tantra says yes to every single one of them, but it also says don't be hanging on to any of them, including joy or love. Just let them keep flowing like clouds through the sky. If you're angry, just be aware of your anger. Why? Because there's probably some other emotion right behind it. Let it come. Don't hold on to it. And then whatever that emotion is, maybe it's it's wonder. So you're like, oh, wow, why am I so angry right now? And then all of a sudden, laughter will come in and you just laugh about it. God, that was so crazy. My mind is so... They're just emotions flying through the sky. Nothing's needed to be held on to. So most Eastern religions, it does root back to this. Joy and happiness isn't the top state. Neutrality is. The reason why is because when you're neutral, you're available to all emotions. It's like a reset position. Even during sex? Especially during sex. Especially during sex. Because I'll beat myself up if I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, that's not what I'm supposed to be. Yeah. feeling or thinking right now or yeah. you know whatever that is yeah 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 there will be times where you'll be looking at the ceiling wondering about if you need to pick up your dry cleaning or not. yeah there are I'm yeah. like oh my mind will just go somewhere completely take a breath different. deep inhale in and exhale with sound and that thought will be a cloud as it just moves along so inhale and then exhale with sound, sound. simple as that simple as that that I can do because I hear so much about breathing during sex. And then I think, how am I supposed to do that right? <laughs> like, what do, am I supposed to count my breaths? Am I supposed to like- I, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I don't know you well, but I know you well enough in this conversation and this energy that we're sharing right now that I trust you to know exactly how your body moves and how to be successful with it. So how would I, why would I try to prescribe you something that takes you away from your own intuitive knowing and what really is right for you? I make the suggestion, breath and sound. I didn't tell you how to make breath and sound. I just said, if you have those thoughts and you're getting lost in your thought, take a deep breath in and exhale with sound, whatever sound you want to make. And you'll notice your brain relaxes. Mm -hmm. It's a purge, if you will. And it gets you to more of a neutral place. Yes, there's deeper, there's deeper techniques to get more grounded or to install more fire in you and all these kind of things. But first we get to the grounded place. That's the neutral place that that's where if we have neutral, we have a blank canvas. Every single sex act starts with neutrality. I said that I shared that with you. All sex acts start with neutrality. There's no seduction and there's no cell and there's no promise. There's no goals, no agenda, emptiness. Start from there. Watch the magic occur. That's how it works. And I, I start doing that with self-pleasure. Start doing that with self-pleasure. I'm going to start touching myself, not because I'm hard or I'm wet, but because I'm going to choose to have a meditative sexual experience. So I'm going to start from neutrality and I'm going to just let my mind wander and it's going to go all kind of kooky places. And then I'm going to take breaths and make sound. <laughs> I'm just going to stay with what's happening. Then arousal comes or it doesn't come. Either way, there's great information coming from that. But I do that every single day because I want to prime the pump so I can be accessing that energy at will. It's free. It's yours. It's free. That's right. It's free. It's right here. It's free. This is where great states of pleasure come from. This is where great orgasms come from. This is where great states of love show up in. It's not something you're seeking. It just is. It just is. It's a redefinition. 
And it, it, I, I, again, I, I, I can tell just by my energy, how passionate I am about this one, but it's, it's, it's something that is, I fought with too. I wanted to make it a lot more complicated. I wanted to make it a lot more intellectual than it is. It's a lot more simple. And it just starts with a breath and some sound. <laughs> so often that's exactly what it is. And we want a complicated answer because it seems like then we can follow the directions and get there rather than just tuning into ourselves and our intuition and trusting. Right? Very good. <laughs> yes. yeah. I mean, I'm learning that the hard way over time, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and so, so it be goes. graceful with yourself. Hmm? You see, be graceful with yourself. Yeah. You have awareness. You're on it. You're on it. Yeah. It's not about being perfect. It's about following with awareness. That's it. That's it. Well, laugh at yourself. Perfection is yeah. a myth. Just laugh anyway. at yourself. Laugh yeah. at yourself that you totally did your laundry list while you were having sex and you're done. <laughs> what a silly thing I just did. That's so cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. Is that part of the neutrality too? Is being able to laugh at all of it? Totally, 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 totally. totally. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is actually a pretty advanced technique, by the way. It's a just pretty advanced technique. Being able to laugh at all of it. I feel like. I know. Yeah. I know. And it's some I, of the stuff. I, I agree with that completely. It's, yes. Laughter is a lubrication for a wonderful life. <laughs> so when I get challenged, I usually attempt to allow my mind to go to the places where I can try, I can find and experience true humor in even the most tragic experience. It's challenging sometimes. Only because my mind makes it because it's really not. But my mind wants to be very real and important and serious. We have to be serious right now. It's so humorous. Whatever. Whatever, mind. Relax. (laughs) Third chakra. Doing your thing. Trying to make this whole experience really expensive when actually it's cheap. (laughs) Cheap in the best way, right? Totally the best way. Mm -hmm. Natural. It means natural. Natural. Mm -hmm. Natural. Just like the breath. The, The next breath that you're taking. Yes. And cost a thing. So, yes, yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> this is beautiful. Thank you. You know what? You call yourself a foundation holder. Yeah. I found that an interesting title. Did you come to that? Or is that something that is rooted in Tantra already? No. Um, when it comes to purpose, which I think is really important for human beings, what I've come to find is that there's five categories of purpose. First one is foundation holders. They're holding the old ways, the things that have been, the things that are tried and true and have found throughout time to last. Then there's visionaries who take inspiration from the foundation and modify the crap out of it and start to see where this thing can be inventive and experience new things, the new vision of things and how they can be. And then there's engineers. And those engineers are basically taking the vision that people have and putting it into action, making something that's of a thought into reality. And then there's gatherers and gatherers are those who research and develop and basically consume the things that are created and give feedback all the way through the line. There are people on this planet, that is their purpose on this planet, is to try out things and to give feedback around functionality to what we're doing in this life. Then there's those who are the the doubters, and they don't believe any of this is true. And they're going to go to Chili's tonight, and they're going to watch a ball game, and that's what's going to (laughs) happen. And it's okay. 
Okay. They don't believe any of this hooey. So as a foundation person, I've just really come that my purpose on this planet is to hold the foundations of the ancient ways and to do my best to deliver them and to share them from a place of, of what is uh, uniquely contemporary. So we put it in a language we can hear, but the things I'm sharing with you are all scripture. I'm just not quoting the scripture. The things I'm sharing with you are things that have been going on for thousands of years. We don't have to reinvent the wheel, but maybe, which I was watching you do in your visionary state, was watching to see, wow, yeah, I can see how this can really get, this could really do some things. I can also see some challenges in it, but I can see the bigger, the bigger picture here. I can see the more that's possible. And now your own inspiration is being added to it. It's doing its own thing now. Mm -hmm. This is just how it goes. But I love, I love the embracing of what I see as the nature of God that's within us, which is everything, everything and everything means everything, which I'm always saying. I'm like, everything means everything. It doesn't mean not that it means everything. That's judgment. Mm -hmm. It is. It truly is. It's like, that's bad. And so that's not part of it you know, which is capital R religion. Like you've said, if I can walk into Walmart and have a spiritual experience, I'm probably <laughs> going to do pretty good. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. I do. If you can do the dishes and that's right. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Although Walmart's <laughs> harder than the dishes. Harder. It's easy. It's just <laughs> easy. Because if I'm not trying to overlay the, 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 all what everyone agrees to what Walmart is, but if I just go, okay, this is just a lot of people I don't hang around. That's really what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. I don't normally Gosh. shop at this place, but today I just, I just need to get tape. This right. is it's fluorescent lights. It's okay. It's, it's the easiest place to get tape and the fluorescent <laughs> lights, the, flu- the fluorescent lights are part of the existence. That's right. The people are part of the existence. The, the person cleaning the floor is part of the existence. The person stocking is part of the, ex- all of it's part of the existence. Part of everything. That's right. It doesn't mean I have to be part of all of that stuff in the sense that I'm actively involved in that, but it's okay for me to go, and this exists in my world. Mm-hmm. There's freedom in that. So then when it gets to the hard weather of life and things start going down, maybe I'm a little more available to access that I'm not being tested or challenged in this life. It's just part of it. And I just need to get resourceful and creative, which means I have to go back to my second chakra, which is my creativity and my sexuality. So I can move this stuff. And I think what you just said is huge right there where you say, I'm not being tested and I'm not being challenged. It's just part of it because so many times we want to define things as like, Oh, this is a test. Oh, this is, you know, this is X. No, it's just part of it. That's very, that's very interesting. Do you have any desire to go fuck with that ant that's across the street right now that you can't really see in front of you right now, but you know, exists. Do you really have the energy to go find that one ant, that one ant and fuck with it today? You mean like an ant, like a bug, like a real ant across the street from where you are, the studios you're in right now. Do you really have, you don't have the energy to do that. You don't, you you have way more interesting things to do. Yeah. You have to figure out what dinner's going to look like. You have to figure out like all these other things. You don't have time to go screw with an ant. So why is, do I think I'm so special? The universe is going to pick me a little ant in the universe and fuck with me. 
Who am I to think I'm that fucking cool and important that I'm going to get screwed with? No, I'll screw with myself. I don't need the universe to like get the blame for it. I'm doing it. I'm the person screwing myself over and testing myself. Mm -hmm. So maybe I don't have to. Maybe I can just be in the flow and enjoy this thing and learn and be wise through the experience. Which sounds a lot more pleasant, frankly. Exactly. And that's because it's a feminine teaching I just shared with you. I love that. Me too. I love it. I um, <laughs> I feel like naturally, just willing and a desire to surrender to this. You know, I. Mm-hmm. It just sounds. It just sounds so much more peaceful, all right. the way around. Which, I mean, there is a neutrality. I think in peace. You there know? you go. It is. That's it's you a got different it. Word for Perfect. It. You got it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. A plus. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I was getting graded on this. Yay. You just did. Not that it matters. No, I've been all. judging you the whole time, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh my gosh. Sean. I love it. And I love the humor in it too. And that is such a great, great lesson, especially in sexuality, which I have my date night tonight. I know I'm Sweet. going to have sex tonight. And so I'm going to work on, you know, yeah. just bringing more of all of this to, yes. to that experience. So, and for my partner too. So not in a codependent way. <laughs> go to his heart, go to his heart, his, yeah. his naked heart. Yeah. And put your mouth on his heart. Take mm-hmm. a deep breath in and sound the sound of ohm straight into his heart. Okay. Just ohm into his heart. And then reveal your breasts and point to your heart and say, can you do the same to me? Okay, and that's okay. the starting point. Just I send sound to each other. Okay. How and just cool. Feel the touch of sound. It's going to seem goofy or weird at first, but just have the experience. And just I'm really into it. sound. And yet that's the one area where I hold it back. And so I'm so into voice and so into sound. And that's like the final frontier for me to get past. Uh, what a polite person you are. What do you mean? <laughs> the only reason you're holding your sound back is because you don't want to bother anyone. Yeah, I think it's going to be weird. Right. I think I'm going to sound weird. Good. <laughs> so would you inspire me to still have my orgasmic experience if I was, if it was going to be weird? Would I what? Like, would would I... you still support me oh, and encourage yeah. me? Yeah, go for it. That's the thing. Same with, with your sound. With anybody else, I'd be like. Same with Dude. your sound. Are you hearing yourself? Yes. <laughs> I, know. I know. If it's and... a tool that works for you, then add it. Let it go. It's okie doke. It's it just is. It is. And that's so funny because so many times I'll afford someone else that and say, of course it would be okay for you. But then for me, so you lovely. get all like, but wait, oh, I'm going to be weird. Right. Right. You got it. Because we're beautiful. Because we're amazing. We're magnificent. And when we start mm-hmm. to remember that, and there's no change that's necessary, we just bring the fullness of who we are. Those experiences are going to be rocking awesome. <laughs> I love it. Um, as we close up to in a moment, I'll tell everyone how they can find you, but, and that'll be in the show notes as well. But first I want to invite you to just share anything that is on your heart or anything that we missed or anything that you really want to say or reiterate before we go. What would that be? The fear that most people are experiencing in this life are because other people and other people's experiences affect us. 
it doesn't mean it's actually going on. And I see that that really holds people back sexually in their love, in their health, and they're willing to produce and be successful financially in their careers. And if that fear doesn't have to be the dictator of this thing called life, this beautiful orgasmic experience will just wash over you like a flood. And I really, truly believe everyone deserves that experience. I really, truly do too. That's why I do this. Thank you. To amplify voices like yours that are trying to help people live with more grace and magnificence and in more peace and more ultimately happiness in their <sighs> peaceful space. So happiness, not happiness. Um, right. Yes. And so I couldn't agree more. And it's letting go of all those things. If we can keep doing it, then it spills out of us right. and more into the world. Right. I'm a believer anyway. And Me so too. are you. Yeah. And so are you. It has been so wonderful to make your acquaintance today and to okay. learn from you. And thank you for all you've shared. I know it's going to impact me very deeply. And thank I you. hope everyone else takes it to heart too. Mm, me too. It's been me such a, a joy to be able to share and to explore with you. You're fun. Thank you. You are very fun. And this has been wonderful. Maybe if you come to Austin, you and Kimmy can come on together or something like that. I, I you know, in a few weeks. You'll be there in a few weeks. Oh my gosh. Well, let's see if we can make that happen for sure. And thank you, Sean. And if anyone wants to work with you or delve into your practice more, I would tell them, please go to tantraquest.com and they can reach out to you too, right? Sean, S-H-A-W-N at TantraQuest. And then you're available everywhere online at exactly. TantraQuest. Did I miss anything there? Nope. And I, I work with people all over the world through Zoom and, um, and I travel. So um, I stay really busy, but um, I'm so excited and, and willing to support people and um, however I can. And that's a desire and my purpose. So that's what well, I Well, you're doing it right now and you did thank it so you. beautifully today. And thank you for how you showed up. I'm just, I'm very grateful and got the it. time that you gave today. So thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Everyone go follow Sean at Tantra Quest. Thank you. Thank you. This has been the Amy Edwards Show from Overcome Studios. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you so much for being here. Sign up for our newsletter at amyedwards.com.